Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The payoff pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Ball game over. For the first time this season, the Cubs lose as Milwaukee holds on, beating the Cubs by a final of 5-4. to four. Took a lot longer than most people thought. That first Cubs loss. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score, Chicago Sports Radio. And let me go ahead and welcome in my boy Daniel Greenberg. He's at Twitter at Shy Sports Updates, the official place for all the latest Chicago sports news. We're gonna be talking to him about all things Cubs in just a second. Had a great weekend. Can't complain about them. It seemed as though the Chicago Cubs were going to start off on a low note, going up against the Milwaukee Brewers, obviously facing Cy Young winner in their very first game. But I think most people were shocked to see the Cubs put on the performance that they did against the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, the reality is this, and I can't wait to ask Daniel about this, and, and whether or not he feels is his, his outlook on the actual Chicago Cubs changed after that first series. I'm sure some Cubs fans are out there drinking the Kool-Aid the same way I do about my Sox, Bulls, and Bears. I always think we're going to pull a miracle and that our team's better than it actually is. I think that's just a Chicago thing, actually, where you just, if you are a true Chicago fan, you just love them blindly in that case. But, you know, game one, 5-4 on Thursday to kick off the Major League Baseball season, it was phenomenal. Aaron Ashby didn't necessarily have his best game, but Cubs came out pitching. Kyle Hendricks, five good innings, seven strikeouts, exactly what you can expect from him. Only gave up one earned run, five hits scattered throughout the game. Did a great job. Going up against Corbin Burns, I don't know, you called it an off day, five innings pitched, four strikeouts, three earned runs. Seemed everyone was smart enough to go ahead and pitched their starting pitchers only a couple of innings or else they might have ended up with some injuries the same way the Chicago White Sox did. All right, let's get him in again. Daniel Greenberg joining us on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Daniel, what's up, man? Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Congrats on the new show. Thanks. I appreciate it. You know, it's funny because, you know, I'm a Sox fan. But the Cubs, this is the home of the Cubs. So now I have, that's why I was like, give me a guy that knows the Cubs real well in and out so that that way I could talk to him about it. So let me go ahead and just start 
after a surprising, I would say surprising, regardless of who you are, first weekend for the Chicago Cubs, can the Cubs win the NL Central or maybe even secure a wild card spot this year? Yeah, so, I mean, they could. I mean, you never know. Um, I went into the season thinking they're going to be, you know, pretty competitive into that wild card race. So I I have them competing for that wild card race. I don't think they'll be winning the division. I think the Brewers are just too talented of a team. I know, you know, they got them early on with their first series. But I think in the end, they'll be competing for more of a wild card spot than uh, the division. So why do you think they beat the Brewers? What do you think happened there? You know, the season just started, you know, you know, just getting into it. I think when they'll face again, I think it might be, you know, opposite. I think the Cubs will maybe get one out of the three uh, games of the series. But I think for me, they're going to be competitive this whole season, I feel like. So I'm not surprised by the results, but I just think in the end, um, the Brewers are just going to, like I said, too talented of a team. Daniel Greenberg from Shy Sport Updates. On Twitter, the official place for all the latest Chicago sports news. Make sure you go ahead and follow him. Let me ask you about Justin Steele. Five mm-hmm. five innings pitched, five Ks, only one walk. What do you think about him moving forward in the season? And can he be that consistent starter for you in that number two hole? Yeah, for me, I, I love the way this guy pitches. I love the way he competes out there. Um, he is, uh, I think, a good pitcher, but the consistency is a huge part. Um, if he keeps it up the way he's been playing um, and pitching, I think the Cubs are in good position. Um, but, yeah, I think for him, this is a huge development to season for him. So um, the better he is, the better the rotation is for the Cubs. I mean, Daniel, it's got to be good when the team's putting up nine runs for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely helps out when, the, when you can hit and score runs. Makes things a lot easier when you put a nine spot on the board. I'm sure everybody would love to pitch in that type of situation but the Cubs need some more arms in the starting rotation who else do you think is going to be a surprise for them out of that starting five yeah I think once uh, Wade Miley comes back I think he'll be you know a a good boost for that rotation I I know they have a couple of injured players right now but once you know hopefully they'll have full roster and the pitching rotation comes back and they'll be consistent with the rotation I think that will be a big boost for the team. Yeah, I mean, you know, every team's looking at pitching. It's what they want. Yeah. You know you were itching to see Stroman on the mound in game three. He'd been all over social media just hyping himself up. Started off good. Unfortunately, the Cubs couldn't pull out the victory there, but that's the pitching side. When it comes to the offensive side of the ball, this guy's looking good already. I'm talking about Seiya Suzuki actually ended up hitting his first home run and uh, for, for the Chicago Cubs. Three and one the count to Suzuki with men at first and second and two away here in the bottom of the first. The pitch. Swung on and hit in the air. Deep to left field. There it goes. Gone. Seiya Suzuki with his first major league home run. A three-run job into the left center field bleachers. And the Cubs strike first. A 3-0 lead over Milwaukee in the first. Welcome to the big leagues. That's a big league bomb is what that is. It's got to be good, man. Get that first home run out of the way. Daniel Greenberg, what do you feel I mean, What do you feel about him? What were your thoughts going into the season knowing that the Cubs signed him? 
Yeah, I, I love the signing. You know, I didn't really know how he plays, but after watching a lot of the YouTube highlights, I became a fan of his. Um, I'm surprised at the way that he has started. He looks very comfortable. I thought it would take him a couple of series um, for him to get comfortable with MLB, you know, not just uh, hitting, but also playing in the outfield. Um, but he looked very comfortable in the first series. So I didn't really have any expectations for him coming this season uh, just because, of, you know, MLB, it's a uh, new league for him. So, um, But so far, it's been really good. I'm very impressed. That was nice. One that was loud uh, off the bat, no doubter. Uh, nice to get a uh, uh, dugout erupted. Nice to give us the lead. Uh, felt really good. That was a that was a beautiful swing. Got got some guys uh, on base too. Three run homer. Um, big big uh, big big shot for us early on in the game. Rossi right there talking about Sayers first home run. I mean, you got to get the guys hyped in the in the dugout. Seeing someone you signed, you want them to contribute. I mean, obviously they see each other day in and day out. They know what kind of bat he has. They know what kind of uh, power he has and how he can contribute to this Cubs team. So it's good to get that first one out of the way, especially because you know that the Cubs are depending on you to produce some runs and to get that three-run shot. Got to be big. Daniel Greenberg joining us on the score hotline presented by Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Who are some other guys on this Cubs team, Daniel, that when you see their name pop up, in the lineup, you say to yourself, well, I can't wait to watch this guy. Who are some people that you feel like Cubs fans should be looking out for? Yeah, I think for me, uh, I really was looking forward to seeing how Wilson Contreras plays this season just because of all the contract noise that was playing on the offseason and him um, wanting to stay here. But, you know, they haven't signed a a long-term agreement. So I just wanted to see how he is going to approach every single game. So that's been big for me just – seeing him playing pretty well so far. Uh, Ian Happ, you know, there's a lot of high hopes for him. The expectation is pretty high just to see um, how he plays so far. He's had a good season. And and for me, the number one guy, just because I wanted to see, you know, the veteran presence is Jason Hayward, just because of his big contract, uh, to see if he's still living up to that contract. Because coming into this season, a lot of people didn't want Jason Hayward in the starting lineup. So I just wanted to see what his approach is every single game and how he's going to take it um, when he doesn't play or he doesn't start. I wanted to see how he approaches it. Daniel, people haven't wanted Jason Hayward in the lineup for years now because of that contract. I know. I know. But what they have to understand is you wouldn't have the World Series roster if had it not been for Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward is kind of like Zach Levine for the Bulls. You needed that veteran guy that could come in and solidify your roster and be like a someone that can attract talent to your team. And Jason Hayward was just that. He was someone that was talented. You knew what you can get for him. But you know you're going to end up overpaying him because of who he is and, and how he got into your lineup and where he was coming from. So I feel like he gets a lot of, a lot of slack for that. Um, somebody who I'm actually really interested in seeing as a Sox fan is Nick Madrigal sitting in the number two slot. Hasn't had the best opening series, but a phenomenal defender. Nikki hits can definitely get you one when you need it. What do you think about that trade that brought over Madrigal to the Cubs? And do you feel like he will be that everyday second baseman for the rest of the season? Yeah. So initially, when that trade um, went down, I wanted to see you know how he's going to be playing for the Cubs. I didn't want to make any like uh, d- decisions on it. Um, I didn't want to react to the trade like it's a, it's a good trade or a bad trade. I wanted to see Nick, Nick play for the Cubs and see if he can be that everyday guy for the team. 
and then if he can contribute for the team. Obviously, he's had a, a slow start to the season, but uh, for him, I'm going to give him a couple of series just to see, you know, get used to the team. It's a new team, new environment. Um, but I think hopefully the goal is for him to be the everyday kind of guy. And he can be. We've seen yep. Nick Madrigal with his glove, what he can do. And I felt he would be a perfect piece for the Chicago Cubs. Kind of fits the culture here. You know, scrappy player, somebody that you know can get you a hit. Maybe not going to smack it out the park, not going to put it on Waveland. But he can definitely get you a hit when need be. So these are guys that you should be definitely, definitely be looking out for. Again, on the line, we got Daniel Greenberg. Make sure you go ahead and follow him. Shy Sport Updates, the official place for all of the latest Chicago sports news. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Daniel, I wanted to talk to you again. One thing I've been noticing in the National League, obviously the designated hitter, a new thing for the NL. You know, in the American League, I'm a Sox fan. I'm used to my DH being my 3-4-5 hitter. Big bopping bat, somebody that can bring in some runs. And what I've been noticing in the National League is majority of teams, the majority of them, are putting their DH at the top of the order. Rafael Ortega for the Cubs, even Andrew McCutcheon for the Brewers in the DH slot. What, what do you feel is going on? Do you feel like they just haven't had enough many as many years to build up a roster that has that that big bat that can be put third or fourth, third, fourth, or fifth? And so they're just used to the utility type player. What is your take on the NL League, the National League, putting the DH at number one as leadoff? Yeah, I, I think it's a big adjustment for the managers in the National League. I don't think they really know how to deal with that right now, I think especially since the season just started. I think they're just going to use different players as right now, you know, see which, how it works, which player fits where. But I think the DH, it's going to take some time uh, for National League managers to get used to it because, you know, it hasn't happened in the National League. It's always been pitchers hitting. So I think it's going to take some time for it to, you know, get comfortable with the lineups. But right now, I think with the Cubs, you might be seeing different guys in the DH or different positions of where they're hitting maybe for the first month or two. Could be one of those situations where come trade deadline, you see some National League teams, which you've clearly never seen in the past, put themselves in a position to secure a bat to put in the middle of their lineup. If they feel like their pitching is doing well and they're not scoring enough runs, that's what you're going to see, whereas most National League teams are out searching for pitching come trade time or the uh, trade deadline time. Now they might be looking for that bat, which will be extremely interesting because now – if you're an American League team, you were gifted old Major League Baseball players that had a big bat. You were gifted them. No one in the National League wanted to take them because they couldn't play the field every day. And now there's going to be a bigger market. I wonder what that looks like. That's going to do a lot for people's pockets in the upcoming future. Who knows? Maybe there'll be another Cubs versus Cubs and Sox trade on the horizon. Again, Daniel Greenberg. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Shy Sport Updates, the official place for all the latest Chicago sports news. Dude. Thank you for coming on my first show. I appreciate you coming I on and pre- talking Cubs for me. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. And, again, congratulations on the first show. It's been awesome so far. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for hanging out. I'm sure we'll get you on again soon. Again, Daniel Greenberg. Follow him right now, Shy Sport Updates. I am Gabe Ramirez. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Again, just walked down the hall doing my very first show. Used to be the B96 morning guy and decided to – Come on over here and check out sports. You can catch me on Fox doing Bears Unleashed. Here filling in on the score for some of the guys, but I love my Chicago teams just like you guys do. And when we come back, 
we are going to be talking about one of my favorites, and that is the Chicago White Sox. Where will they end up when the season ends? I'll tell you my thoughts when we come back next, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. No, I think the bullpen is going to be one of the strongest aspects of this team, especially when Joe Kelly comes back. He's been nicked up a bit, so when he gets back, it's going to be kind of the bullpen that um, that everybody envisioned when uh, when Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams put this thing together. Bringing in Kendall Graveman is a wonderful addition to the pen. Joe Kelly will be very similar to that, and then it will take a lot of pressure off uh, off Liam at the end. I mean, Liam came on in the eighth inning. Obviously, it didn't work out very well that first time, but. You know, last year he had a couple of letdowns. Overall, he was the best closer in baseball, or if not the best, one of the top two. He's been that way for the last three years. I don't have, I don't have any insecurities as far as Liam Hendricks is concerned. And I think the guys that are being called on to set him up, I think are going to be fine. Aaron Bummer has just great stuff. When he learns how to consistently harness it, uh, he'll be one of the toughest left-handers in baseball. Bennett Sousa threw well for a couple of games, so I think that. It's very deep out there. I think it's it's going to be fine. And again, uh, when Joe Kelly comes back, it gives them uh, another arm to depend on late in the game who's not going to fold up because he's seen the highest pressure in the World Series with the Dodgers. So um, that, that's going to be that's going to be one of the team's strengths. I'm not worried about the bullpen at all. That was Steve Stone to join Mully and Hall talking about the Chicago White Sox bullpen. What's up? Good evening. It's Gabe Ramirez here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score my very first show. I can't even believe it. And I get to talk White Sox baseball with you guys. This is phenomenal. I'm going to open up the lines. I've been I've been saying it. I'm a man of the people. I love to talk to the listeners. I know a lot of people don't feel that way. I have zero problem. I got zero problem engaging. I got zero They're already telling me to watch my temper on this show. And I, I told them, I'm, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm hot-blooded. What do you want me to do? And I'm a Chicago sports fan. I love arguing. I have zero problem doing it. But I also am a very good listener, and I love when people make great points, especially when it comes to Chicago sports. So I'm going to open up the lines right now and talk about my Chicago White Sox. And the reason why I'm opening up the lines is because I know we're a Cub station and we don't get to talk Sox too often. So I would love to hear your take on the Sox. And and tell me if you think the White Sox are a clear-cut favorite to win the AL Central, or do you believe, like I do, that it is very possible that the White Sox end up in a wild-card spot because of the level of competition in the AL Central? 312-644-6767. You'll be my first caller on the uh, on 670 The Score right now. So let's go back to this bullpen and what Steve Stone was talking about. I think he's hitting it right on the head. Garrett Crochet, if you're a Sox fan and you've watched him pitch, the, he has a beautiful release on, on his fastball. 6-6, just, don't, just a rocket coming out of his arm. And you know when he gets back in that rotation, it's going to be phenomenal. Joe Kelly, and I think the number one thing that Steve Soden said the best is that he's battle-tested. I mean, he's a guy, he, he was on SportsCenter every other night of the week because of his trash talking. And if you're talking about the Chicago White Sox team, one thing we aren't afraid to do is talk trash. So Joe Kelly fits the mold. When you're looking at guys like Liam Hendricks, who can get as hyped up as possible, Joe Kelly is cut from that same cloth, a guy that you can expect to give you his all and would love to win at all costs and will not hold back. 
And then when you're talking about the offensive makeup of the team, I just want to give a little love real quick to Tim Anderson. Great to have you back, T.A. If you don't know, he has a clothing line. I have one of his shirts. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where if you have a favorite shirt in your closet, you wear it because you feel like it gives you some sort of power. That's how I feel about my Tim Anderson shirt. Even from when he was, you know, when he won the batting title and he's just so badass and you're looking at him and you're like, this is a dude I could rock with. And you saw what he can do for the Chicago White Sox team. Leading off, I mean, first game back, getting a hit. I mean, it was just phenomenal. Let's go to the phone lines. Again, 312-644-6767. I want to know if you think the White Sox are a clear-cut favorite to win the AL Central, or do you feel like there could potentially be a possibility they could could slide into that wild-card slot? We got Ron from the South Side. Ron, what's up? Good kid, Gabe. Good good, good hearing you. And uh, good talk in uh, White Sox baseball, which I have done on the station for 30 years. (laughs) So, uh, this is what I, that's the only thing I call and talk about is the White Sox. So, uh, to respond to your question, you said that, uh, about whether the White Sox could win the division, uh, Detroit might be a little better. Minnesota doesn't have the pitch, and certainly they're not going to run away with it like before. But, you know, there's a pure, just a baseball thing. I hope the other teams are better. Because it, it, last year, watching some of the teams where you play the majority of your teams in your division, and it was bad baseball. And so, But the question is this. It was bad baseball, Ron. But I want to know why you feel the White Sox are going to win. Don't tell me about the other teams. You clearly feel like the White Sox are going to win the division. Why do you feel that's the case? I, 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 I think the offense is, 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 is good enough. And certainly they have some issues with the pitching. I think the the, the bullpen is um is, is is good enough, and the White Sox pitchers will come back. The starting pitchers will come back. I think the defense uh, with Pollock out in right field. Uh, I think the defense will be a little. Bit, I don't like uh, Jimenez in 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 left constantly. I think the defense will be a little. Better so based on them and uh, another year of experience uh, with, with, with 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 the younger the players. With yes, and I do agree with that. But I mean, obviously, we know our defense is going to be stepped up. We had to address that in the off season. Starting pitching to me is is what can it's been hurting us the last couple of years in the playoffs. So let me ask you this, Ron. Before I let you go again, appreciate you joining us here on the score. Who do you think is going to have the most wins? out of these starting pitchers outside of Lucas Giolito. I'm talking Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, and Dallas Keiko. Out of those four guys, who do you think is going to get the most wins for the Chicago White Sox? Oh, without a doubt. It's going to be Dylan Cease because actually he's probably going to get the most uh, opportunities, and I think that he will make the biggest improvement uh, from, from from last year. So I think it'll, I think it'll be Dylan Cease. Um, again, just one of the things that I, I, I still am looking for, certainly. All teams have challenges, but I'm really still looking forward to a good season from the White Sox, and uh, they'll make some changes. they give some of the players back. But, uh, yeah, so to answer your question, I, I believe it'll be Dylan Cease, I think. All right, I get it. Makes sense to me. Dylan Cease. I mean, it seems as though 
he can be that guy that can step up because he has the the stuff to be to be that guy. Again, Ron from the South Side, I appreciate you, man. My very first caller here on 670 to score. Again, I'm Gabe Ramirez. We're talking White Sox baseball. I know you don't get an opportunity to hear much about it here on the score. So if you want to chat, 312-644-6767. I'm looking at the roster and the makeup of this starting five. And as a Sox fan, it just it, it makes me smile because I say, okay, well, I put this starting five against anybody. Lucas Giolito, you know he can be that anchor. You know what he can do. You love watching him pitch. Lance Lynn, the junkyard dog. I love seeing him on the mound. What I didn't love seeing was him being your number two pitcher in the playoffs. You just needed someone else there. You need another goon to stand alongside Lucas Giolito. I've been watching The Last Kingdom on Netflix lately. And so all, I'm just all about winning battles in that sense. And I feel like you need someone else to go into battle, someone to be Uhtred Ragnarsson <laughs> to go ahead and, and come in for the Bulls, uh, excuse me, for the White Sox. Dylan Cease can't be that guy. Someone who I'm hoping can be that person is Michael Kopech. I think if you're a Sox fan, you've been waiting for him to be that guy, that number two guy for some years now. And I hope that he can. He can. I mean, you know he has the stuff. Phenomenal fastball. couple years in the league now. Hopefully he can get working on that two-seamer. Get the slider on the outside to two right-handed batters. And Dallas Keuchel, you just got to cross your, hand, cross your fingers and, and hope for the best. Hope for the best. And, and who knows what can happen. Will the White Sox make a move towards the end of the season so that that way they can enhance that rotation? They didn't have Dallas on the playoff roster last year. Will he, will he bounce back? We will see. But again, I want to take these calls right now. Again, 312-644-6767. We're talking White Sox baseball. Let's go to Wilson on the north side. Wilson, you're like me. You're a north sider that likes the Sox? Oh, yeah. I'm a longtime White Sox fan. Here's the deal with the White Sox. We need a front-line pitcher. We cannot go back to the playoffs with uh, Lynn or Jolito. It doesn't matter who starts. We need frontline pitching, one or two guys. We're not going to win with this pitching stuff as it is right now. So I'll hang up and I'll. Well, hold on, Wilson. Hold on, Wilson. Hold on, Wilson, because here's the thing. If you're listening to me at night, if you're a guy that listens to the score at night, you're going to realize I am a solutions person, not a problem person. So whoever's calling up the station, I need you to come up with this. I don't need the problem of the White Sox need better pitching at the top of the rotation. I need a suggestion. I want to know who you think we should trade for. I want to know who you think we could pluck from another team. Do you have somebody in mind that you feel like can be that person for the Chicago White Sox? Uh, well, they were talking about uh, a guy from the Oakland A's, one or two guys from the A's. Okay. Okay, so you put it – the Oakland A's are always a team that's selling come, come the trade deadline, so it makes a lot of sense that they'd have – some people that are obviously available for some trades, and you know they're always going to be looking. Uh, we got, uh, let's see, Paul Blackburn is a potential guy for the for the White Sox. But again, I, I agree with you. I think any Sox fan will tell you it was devastating to watch them in the in the playoffs and not have a solidified, bona fide starting rotation that can give your offense an opportunity to be competitive. So it was tough. Wilson, I appreciate you, man. Again, you're you're like me. You're a Northsider that's a Sox fan. But thanks for calling in. I genuinely appreciate it. We're talking Sox baseball right now. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. 
And this is my very first show. I did mention I'm a Northsider. I went to Lane Tech. It's so crazy. I went to Lane Tech. I played baseball. Or excuse me. I played basketball and football at Lane Tech. And I still enjoyed watching my White Sox. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Something about the Cubs. And again, I, I grew up. I grew up during the era of Frank Thomas, Black Jack McDowell, Ozzie Guillen, Robin Ventura. Even when he got whooped by Nolan Ryan, it was just I was part of that era. And for me, it just made sense to to fall in line with the Chicago White Sox. But we are asking the question, do you feel like they're going to walk away with the AL Central or do you feel like they might sneak into the wild card spot? Let's go to the phones again. Grant, out there in Wisconsin, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. So, Grant, do you Hello, feel – how you doing? Fantastic. Grant, do you feel like the Sox are going to walk away with the AL Central or do you think that they might end up in the wild card spot? I think either way it's going to be good and positive, just getting to the playoffs, correct? Um, you know, the bottom line is I think people are underestimating what they are expecting on their pitching. You know, Keiko was a stud for a long time. He had a little bit of raw here. He's going to be a minimum of 500, maybe a little bit above with an inning eater. Uh, how about this thought that Lynn, you know, all of them were kind of getting tired at the end of the year. You give him two months off. You know, because of his knee, he comes back, his arm is fresh, he'll be fresh at the end of the year, and he'll be even stronger. And so that their team's going to be good, you know, and we're kind of getting tired at the end of the year. Yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, if you're looking at Lance Lynn, it's what you want. You want him to be healthy at the end of the season. And you want to limit his innings. You understand that he's reaching the end of his career. I'm not saying this is his last year, but at the tail end of it, you know, I should say. But he is a guy that can be a solid number three or number four starter on your team. We know this. We depended on Lance Lynn last year to give us some starts, eat up some innings. So he's someone that can do that. And you know what? You're, you're also right, Grant, in the fact that I don't know. No, you know what? I, I disagree with that. It's, if you get in the playoffs, regardless of how you get in, I think it'd still be a disappointment if you're in the playing game. You, the Cubs fans understand, Sox fans understand what it's like to play in that one game, the amount of pressure that's there, and for your entire season to play 162 games and to have it rest on the laurels of one single game against another good team who obviously is equally trying to make the playoffs, to me that would be a disappointment. I think you have to continually make steps in the right direction in order to prove that you are consistently going to be one of the top teams in Major League Baseball. And if you're this, as a Chicago White Sox fan, that's how I feel about this team. I feel like they should be able to walk away with the AL Central regardless of the talent that has been added to some of these teams like the Detroit Tigers or the, you know, or the Kansas City Royals with their little rookie sensation. But the reality is the White Sox need to establish dominance. It's time for the White Sox to be the team that's at the top of the AL Central for the next three or four years or at least competing to win the division for the next three or four years, and they have the team to do it. And people have been complaining constantly about you know outfield help and pitching rotation but again it's about the expectations that are placed on this team and as a fan and I usually try not to do that because I, I want to enjoy the season and the White Sox you know haven't been a, a top tier team for a while now but I think we've we've made it to the playoffs two years in a row now and it's almost as if you say to yourself what's next are we going to be the Indiana Pacers of the 90s and be a team that can't win the championship but is always going to be in the playoffs? No, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. I want my White Sox to be competitive. I want my White Sox to be like the Houston Astros, a team that's going to consistently compete in the playoffs, a team that has a, a culture 
of winning. And when you come to this team, you understand what is expected of you. So I agree with you, Grant, in Wisconsin, and I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for calling in on my first show. I agree with you. It's, it's going to be guys like Kopech that need to step up. I'm Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. And the score listening line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. I'm on BetQL every Saturday. It's got a show called Chalk Talk. We talk gambling. I can't say it enough. I love gambling so much. Won, won some good money on the White Sox on that third game on Sunday. I said, there's no way we're losing the series to the, <laughs> to the Detroit Tigers. We got to come back in this situation and, and win. So it's going to be fun. I think there's still a lot of money to be made out there on the Chicago White Sox this year. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you're a gambling man, even if you're not a Sox fan, look at some of the teams that we're playing and, and really look at these money lines because they're so close to even money. This week coming up, going up against the Tampa Bay Rays this weekend, I'm sure there's going to be some nice bets. The Seattle Mariners, despite them playing well last year, starting off the season 2-1, and one, I really do feel like the Sox can take, that, can take that series against them. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Chicago White Sox this year. And hopefully... We can be talking about a 10-game a lead come September, and the White Sox are coasting into the playoffs. Hopefully that'll be a sight to see. I'm Gabe Ramirez. When we come back, something else we got to talk about. Chicago White Sox just, excuse me, the Chicago Bears just signed a cornerback. I'll tell you what team he used to play for and what other positions the Bears need to address in the upcoming draft. That's next right here on 670 The Score. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. My very first show out here on 670 The Score. Walk down the hall from B96. Told my producer, Tyler, he asked me, what, what music should I be playing for you today? I said, can you pull up some Bad Bunny? Can we play some reggaeton on this show? So if you're going to have a Puerto Rican on the station, we got we to gotta play some reggaeton over here. Who better than Bad Bunny? I'm sure we're going to switch it up just a little bit with that kind of stuff. But I'm here. I love it. I'm a Chicago kid, born and raised, went to Lane Tech, graduated from UIC. I was at B96 for like 14 years. Started off as an intern with Eddie and Jobo. That's how long ago. And just so you know, the, the way I even got that job at B96, Eddie from Eddie and Jobo, him, him and I played on the same softball team. So before I even worked at B96, I was the ringer. I was the Puerto Rican kid batting third, playing center field for the B96 softball team. Didn't even work in the, in the industry. But I was in college at the time. And then I asked Eddie. We, at, we were playing softball together and we were playing basketball together. And my senior year at UIC, I asked him, I said, hey, so if I want to get into radio, should I intern or should I just apply for a job? And the two or three years that Eddie and I had known each other, he did not know I was pursuing radio as a career in college. I, was just, I would just show up, do my job, get a couple hits, score a couple buckets, and then leave. But that was the first time I brought it up to him. I didn't want to be that guy. And that was on a Wednesday. That Monday, I was the first intern Eddie and Jobo had in seven years. That was back in 2008. And here I am 14 years later using that same skill set, sports, Chicago sports specifically, to talk to you guys about just that. And I'm excited to do so. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the Chicago Bears. If you haven't heard, just signed uh, Tavon Young from the Baltimore Ravens, spent six years there. But again, Ryan Poles, 
Another contract that is just team friendly, a one year deal valued at one point three million with six fifty guaranteed. I won't even I guess we'll get into the specifics. He's gonna get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars signing bonus. Think about that if you just got a new job, how much they gave you. Uh he gets eleven grand per game, playoff incentive money there. He's only it says twenty seven here, but I think he's twenty eight. Former fourth round pick. Back in 2016, spent his entire career there. He's the kind of guy you want on the Chicago Bears roster. Someone that comes from a culture that is similar to the Chicago Bears, defense forward. And the Chicago Bears have been lacking, for the most part, in experience in the cornerback position. What we've seen from the Chicago Bears is that they could use a little bit of cornerback help and and we're we've drafted so many guys I could see where you'd want someone with a little bit of experience that makes sense to me so whether it's you know we know what we have in Jalen Johnson it's the other side of the ball Kendall Vildor you know who 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 is it going to be we have like guys like Duke Shelley that are out there Thomas Graham Jr. but Tavon Young is the guy that you can slot in there and not have to waste a draft pick on. And that's what I want to talk about for the last couple of minutes. If you want to call in and chime in and and answer this one question for me regarding the Chicago Bears draft, I have three positions for you. Offensive line, linebacker, and wide receiver. I would love for you to put those in order of importance for you specifically when it comes to the upcoming 2022 draft. Offensive lineman, Wide receiver and linebacker. Those are the three I'm asking about, and I want you to put them in order of importance for you specifically as the Bear fan. Phone lines are open, 312-644-6767. I'm going to go ask my boy Tyler, producing today. Mike's hot over there? You feeling good over there? Oh, yeah, we're doing good over there. All right, give me, in, in, in your opinion, that order, come 2022 draft for the Chicago Bears, offensive line, linebacker, and wide receiver, order of importance for you out of those three. Ooh, you know, for the longest time, I kept saying starting off with the offensive line, but the Bears have made some decent moves building up a little bit of the offensive lineman. Right now, they they have a receiver in Mooney, but I don't see him as being that number one threat just yet. So I think they need to get more depth in there. I would personally think receiver over lineman and then linebacker. Look that- at you. Okay. That's our producer Tyler's take. Love to hear yours. 312. 312- 644 67 67. Go Bears! <laughs> Whenever we get an opportunity to talk about the Bears, we have to. I got my boy Corey Wooten texting me right now, former Chicago Bear. He's going to be jumping on the show probably tomorrow. And he's giving me his opinion. Tyler, I'm going to let you go ahead and answer those calls right there. And I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I think it is offensive line first, regardless of the amount of guys Ryan Poles has signed. And here's the reason why. If you are a Chicago Bears fan, You understand how delicate that position is. And what you don't want to be doing a couple weeks before the season starts is signing a (laughs) a 40-year-old left tackle to try to save your team. Get these guys young. Draft them. Put them on the squad. Offensive line first for me. And I'll tell second, I'm going linebacker. Yes, we have Roquan Smith, but we have a brand-new 4-3 defense that I think could use another stud, even a younger guy, 
to come in and solidify that position. Someone that you can look to and say, wow, this guy alongside Roquan Smith is going to make for an interesting pairing in this 4-3 defense. And if you can get a guy like that right now, then you could focus on the third most important, which I feel is, and that's wide receiver. Listen, we are not going to win a Super Bowl this year. So for you to address a position that, you know, maybe you can address in next year's offseason, the free agents class for wide receivers is going to be phenomenal. And I cannot wait to see what the Bears do in next year's free agency because they've done a great job so far. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Let's go ahead and go out to the listener line. Let's go to line one. Let's go to Andrew and Belvedere. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? Doing fantastic. The score listener line is powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. All right, Andrew, you heard the three positions. Put them in order of importance for you specifically. O-line, linebacker, uh, and wide receiver. What you got? Uh, for me, I think having the wide receiver is the most important one. Just because like, I see people like Joe Burrow and, Jam- and Jamar Chase going out there and making big plays offensively and just having a good um, – I don't know what the word is, but they're, like, working well together. They jive well together. Rapport. I think getting some guy – I'm sorry? So they got a good rapport. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They got good chemistry. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, so I think getting a guy that has really good chemistry with uh, Justin Fields and having a, you know, a good number one guy out there with Darnell Mooney just would re- really help his development and help us uh, long-term in the future. Um, so that's why I think wide receiver is number one. Uh, and then – for me, I think the offensive line is number two. Um, I think we have good pieces there. Um, we have good potential in guys like Sam Mustafer and uh, a couple of those other people there. Um, and I just think if we can just build on that, maybe spend one of those second-round picks on a good like offensive tackle. Um, I really like uh, Tevin Jenkins and his energy, so I think having him and maybe another tackle and moving Borum into guard um, might not be a bad idea. Um, and then lastly, uh, I think the linebackers, um, I, I mean, we, we got a really good guy in Roquan Smith, uh, to lead the crew out there. And I think he just makes everybody better. And I really like the, um, new coaching staff that's coming in and they got, um, you know, a good defensive focus. And I think they can really, uh, you know, use that hits method that he always talks about. Yeah, I totally understand. Andrew, I think you're making a great point for those positions, Again, I think if you go wide receiver one, or not in your first round, we don't have a first round pick, but in the second round picks, you're putting a lot of pressure on that guy to really bail out Justin Fields in this upcoming season. And I think it's an unnecessary pressure. I think you get a guy that can be complimentary to Darnell Mooney. Tyler, you just said it a second ago. Can he be that number one receiver for you? It's hard to argue against it. Darnell played phenomenal last year. You look at his stats, you look at how much space he created. That's why Justin was going to him so often. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. But again, I feel the most important thing is going to be watching what Ryan Poles does in this draft. You know what he's done in free agency so far. What are you going to do with the draft picks? And as a Bear fan, you should be excited anticipating that moment to be able to say yay or nay to whoever it is that he chooses. Andrew and Belvedere, thanks, man. I hope you continue to listen at night and hang out with me so we can talk about some more Bears on this station. 670, the score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Again, this is my very first show 
Got an opportunity to talk about some Bulls with Lawrence Holmes. Got an opportunity to talk about some Cubs with Daniel Greenberg, who we definitely thank for joining the show. I want to thank my producer, Tyler, who has held me down. You got a little sounder? I feel like every producer has a little sounder that they play. You got something for yourself? I don't have a signature sounder just yet, <laughs> but I'm still a little new, but I, right. I'll have something. We're going to get you one by tomorrow, but I genuinely appreciate you on my first show. You have calmed me. You have helped me out. You have been extremely communicative, and I appreciate you for that. And I appreciate everyone that's been listening, whether you're a friend, whether you're a family. You know, I'm just a Chicago kid living out a Chicago dream, talking about my favorite sports teams on the Chicago station. I will be on tomorrow, 7 to 9 o'clock. Make sure you are here. Coming up next, we got Bet MGM tonight. The guys will be holding it down. Make sure you check them out. And again, it, is ha- it has been an absolute pleasure. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I know the score. B96, we're all about Instagram, but I am no longer there, so I got to get my Twitter numbers up. If you want to follow me, Chicago underscore Gabe. It has been an absolute pleasure to serve you today and talk about our wonderful teams. Again, I will be on tomorrow, so make sure you're here for that. Right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.